welcome to the Brand Clarity Podcast, hosted by Visions to Images and Susie Libertor. The Brand Clarity Podcast highlights several different topics, including entrepreneurship, franchises, and digital marketing trends. Visions to Images helps corporations and franchises with their branding, website, paid advertising, and digital marketing. Hello, everybody. Today I have on the podcast Meyer Redcliffe, and he is the founder of Hawaii Fluid Art Franchising. I'm super excited to chat with her. Um, I got to chat with her a little bit before this, and I'm, I love the Hawaii Fluid Art name. It makes me think of Hawaii and somewhere warm, which I'm in a home that's not warm. So, welcome. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, first off, as we say in Hawaii, where I'm not there right now, but in Hawaii Fluid Art, we say aloha. So thank you so much for having me. So how did you get started in this? Um, like, how did you start Hawaii Fluid Art? It was an accident. Um, I was restructuring small to medium-sized businesses. I was a consultant. I had my own consulting firm on the island, the big island of Hawaii. And I needed a hobby. And I started taking all these different paint classes and I was horrible at all of them. And I thought, wait a minute, a hobby is supposed to make you feel good about yourself. Right. And I started playing with paints and watering them down and tilting them around. And I came up with this art form that worked for me. Fast forward a little bit. I started posting things on Facebook, like, look what I made. And people started wanting to buy my art. And I was shocked and honored. And then people started asking me to teach. And so I started teaching at local art fairs and libraries and things like that. And then I decided to open a studio in my two-car garage. And I started teaching people that had brain injuries and people with different abilities. And soon the demand grew. And in the first six months, I taught over a thousand people out of my two-car garage. And then my husband chimed in and said, I think it's time to get a retail location. So I opened my first retail location May 1st of 2021. Wow. So you are fairly, fairly new. Uh, We are. We're considered a fast growing brand. Yes. That's exciting. Yeah. We'll talk about that too. So when did you start franchising? About 18 months ago. 18 months. What made you want to franchise the company? Well, uh, we have something that's called a mobile unit where we can take the party to people's homes and hotels and event centers. And I was doing this class and I taught many famous people because of the Hawaiian Islands and the, and the connections that I had. And one evening after class, I had this group of well-known actors and actresses come up to me. And I'll never forget this conversation. And they said, Maya, we've traveled the world. We've seen so much, but we've never seen anything like what you do. Mm-hmm. And we think everybody deserves to experience Hawaii fluid art and we think you should franchise and that's what made me start thinking about it and doing the research and diving in and working on the back end and that's what led me to open my second studio because I knew that I needed a comparison you know Hawaii and then another location on the mainland and I went with Kansas City Missouri awesome so how many locations do you have currently and you have some in the works as well Yes. So we have one, two, three open locations. We have two opening this week. We have another one opening on the first. We have a flagship store opening in Las Vegas on the Strip um, in a few weeks. We have 47 in development that are in different stages of lease and construction. And we have just over 200 units sold. So this year in 2024, this coming year, we should have by the end of 2024, we should have about 100 units open. Amazing. 
I'm sure most people want to know, me included, how you sold so quickly. Like you've only been franchising for 18 months and you're already at 100 locations at the end of 2024. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. It's about our infrastructure. We have a very profound infrastructure. You are not just buying a logo and an idea. You are buying a complete support package. Everything from real estate acquisition to construction management to pre-opening planning, in-house marketing, outsourced marketing. We have franchisee success managers that hold your hand the entire time. We have a support staff, 22 people uh, on, on our corporate leadership team. We continue to add on to that team. We have openers who travel to your store and help you set up your studio. And then we provide eight days of on-site training to you and your employees. We have everything from a call center so people can call the 800 number and help with bookings. We have proprietary software. We have an online booking system and we have relationships throughout the United States with major corporations, entities, and charitable groups to help drive business to our franchisees. We feel at a corporate level that it is our job to help our franchisees succeed. You know, there's a lot of brands out there that are just about selling units, not about success right. for the individual right. franchisee. And we are completely opposite. We're all about the franchisee. Yeah, no, I think that's important to grow, right? Like it, uh, when you buy into a franchise, you're considered family to some extent because you're working so closely all the time. And I know in, in my experience, like you have to have that corporate leadership and that corporate support. I see so many emerging brands that don't have that, but yet they want to scale and scale quickly. And it's like, yeah. you can't scale without having that training, that support, that leadership, that growth. And yes, it costs money, but it costs money to make money. But you have to think about the overall scheme of things. If you have everything set in stone, you're much more likely to succeed. Absolutely. And we, we believe that hundred percent, you know, we have something that's very unique. It's called HFA university mm-hmm. where we help our franchisees train their employees, everything from the low cost spirit to customer service on how to upsell, how to stage stores, all the things. And we believe that giving them access and tools to hiring portals and CRMs and everything that they need is the way to help them succeed. And, And that's what we've done. We've expanded and that came from my business background, as well as the incredible team that we've put together. And we're very honored to be so successful in at such an early stage. So what did you, what would you say is like the number one way that you've scaled outside of like, I know you have this info structure, but was it through brokers, marketing? Like, how did you actually get those locations? A lot of it is broker generated. We've been very fortunate that we get a lot of news media because we do such a different experience for people. And we work with, you know, all sorts of charities, et cetera. So we've gotten a lot of news coverage, which has helped, but then also people just fall in love with our brand. Once a, a consultant, which we always invite consultants to come and experience Hawaii flute art, you know, we have great videos, but come and see yes. us play with the paint. It's really unique because we also have a lot of franchisees whose friends and family have come to us after seeing a store open and said, yeah, I want to be a part of this family too. So it's a really diverse mix. Yeah. And I think that the relationships with the consultants are very important and that we update them all the time, which is vital. And uh, we just have, we've got a good platform and and good relationships. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm a huge proponent of not putting all your eggs in one basket and relying just on those brokers, you know, doing those other things, news media, charity, having friends and family, like those are those are people that are going to buy in more likely than somebody from the outside world because they already know the brand and they already know the person, right? So yeah. it's great that you have such diversity when it comes to that. So what um, what have you found to be the most successful like marketing tip success story that you have experienced in order to grow your brand? Well, to grow the brand, it's really about many platforms. And so for us, we invest in quality video. We invest in professional photography. We have some of the best content creators and content writers out there. We absolutely have blogs and YouTube channels and every aspect of social is very, very important. But when it comes to marketing the brand, I really feel the personal, the personal touch. So number one, when we get a new potential franchisee, I'm the first one to speak to them as the founder. We do not have a sales team. We have information givers, but I am an extremely involved founder and I go to conventions and I talk to potential franchisees and I talk to consultants. And I think really it's, our team, that's the most uh, effective marketing tool, more than just LinkedIn or something like that. I really think it's the team that we've put together and those personal relationships. Yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, I I think that, I mean, I've heard different stories from different franchisees and franchisors and stuff, but I think it comes down to personal brands like you're talking about. I mean, people are going to buy from people they trust like no. And I think when you kind of come in and you're like, hey, I'm the founder, like people are like, oh my God, you're the founder. How cool. You know, like (laughs) they get that kind of, they get that kind of a vibe where they're just not talking to a salesperson that's just trying to sell them. They know what you've kind of been through as the founder. So I think that's really neat and important. Hey there, I want to interrupt this episode with a quick message. If you're listening to this podcast episode and want to learn about branding your franchise or small business, then go to brandingbridge.com. That's branding-bridge.com. Yeah, it it really is. And, you know, it's very humbling to me because I'm just a girl with a vision and a plan, you know, in my mind. People are shocked that I'm the first point of contact and that I text message them, "How, how are you doing? How did it go today when you're looking at real estate, send me a picture of your cat, whatever the case may be. They're really surprised that, that not only am I so involved, but so are the leadership, you know, the upper leadership at Hawaii to it And it, it's just, it's who we are. We're servant leaders and that's never going to change. I love it. I love it. So we talked about some successes. What has been failure or a mistake that you've kind of made along the way, whether it's marketing or in the business, what have you kind of had to overcome? That's a simple one. Um, in the beginning, when you first franchise, you're not picky about who you choose. Mm. And you're, it's very important. You're first, I mean, they tell you over and over again, your first 10 franchisees are super important. But when you're a baby brand, you understand that, but you don't fully understand it. And so I awarded some franchisee, some franchises to some franchisees who have no business being in business. And so that is one pain point. Now we're extremely picky. We have homework that the franchisee has to do or the potential franchisee. We have a a scoring system. We make a determination as a group. It's a big deal because we are a happy family and we want to keep it that way. Our franchisees all get along. You know, we have shared group pages and intranets and we even have a a Facebook group page that we all send each other little messages on. Uh, That was the the largest mistake. And then the second mistake is, in my opinion, the marketing and not at a corporate level. 
but at the support that you offer a franchisee. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be dialed in and make sure that the franchisee understands that this is not some willy-nilly thing, but they have to go by corporate guidelines. Yeah, we yeah. will supply them with any print materials or digital files that they need. And I think that even though it's in the contract, in the very beginning, you just don't know to have that straight up conversation of you can't do that. And you put up with some stuff that maybe you shouldn't. Now, at this point, of course, we have it all reeled in. But in the beginning, I had a franchisee offering discounts that weren't authorized. I had another franchisee increasing the price that wasn't authorized. And I, and I had to get tough quick. And so those are the two that really stand out to me. Yeah, I think those are hard conversations to have the second one, right, right when they're doing the promotions and stuff like that. And they can play, I don't know, or, you know, like, to some extent, whatever, or I just thought it would be good. You know, you can hear all of the excuses. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still your brand. And there was an interesting conversation, actually, in one of these franchise groups that I'm in, and somebody was talking about, you know, should you have control should the franchise or have control over everybody's social media accounts, et cetera, right, as a whole? And from my perspective, from social media marketing, I'm like, they should own it because blah, 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 right? And so then a lot of Zoras came back at me and they were like, hey, we have a brand to maintain. And I'm like, I understand that. But it was kind of one of those things where you're talking about, like, they can go and do whatever they can post, they can do all of these things. And it's not under the brand, it's not under the awareness. And I know when we work with people, we're kind of, you know, saying you can't post these, we can't post that. But at the end of the day, they should still have the ownership. And then somebody comes back and says, well, what if they just ghost everybody completely? And then we can't, we have to take over the franchise. I'm like, yeah, these are all great valid points, right? Yeah. So, And that that's covered in FDD and people need to kind of like utilize that and have that support. Because again, when you're scoring and going through people, if they're not going to follow the guidelines and follow right. the steps, then they're not worth it. And they're only going to hurt your brand. Correct. A hundred percent. And in our situation, we own the social media and they have user rights. They can't delete the page or anything like okay. that, but we also have approved marketing. So yep. we have a library with, I think over 10,000 images Amazing. that are approved, all professionally done. And then we have another catalog that has all of the approved verbiage. I love that. And so that is how we, one of the ways that we support the franchisees. We also partner with out, you know, outsourced marketing firms that we have fully vetted and have gone over and have airtight contracts with that they will follow our brand marketing. So if the franchisee is an absentee owner and just does hands off and wants to hire that firm, they can. So we put those, we put those things into place to help protect the franchisee and protect the brand. Perfect. No, I love it. I'm all about branding and protecting and, and all of that. So I love that it's in place and I love that you have over 10,000 yeah. <laughs> incredible because that makes my heart happy because so many times, like, especially when you're, you're growing and you're merging, um, so to speak, you you don't have enough content or this this franchisee wants this and this, they all want different stuff. And then the corporate's like, no, we just need XYZ and they need to they need to go by our guidelines. Because yeah. too many times like I've seen franchisees like, hey, I want to do my own thing. And I'm like, it's not within our brand. We can't do it. So yeah, 100 percent Awesome. If you had any advice that you would give somebody starting off in the franchise industry, what would you give them? Uh, there's a couple of things. Number one, be prepared to work harder than you've ever worked in your life. Be prepared to sacrifice your time. Be prepared to work for free for a long time. 
I reinvest every penny into my brand. I haven't taken a paycheck in over two years. I think some people think that there's instantaneous wealth in franchising and that's just not true. And I think having a support team is vital because I understand that there's things that I don't know, but the people around me make me whole. So I might not be, well, now I'm better, right? I'm not considered an expert at this stage because I haven't been doing it for 10 years, but have people that will help you that you consult with about major decisions and never respond when you're emotional. This is your baby. This is your baby. And I understand that, but you cannot respond when you're emotional. You have to, you have to be able to calm down and respond properly because it is emotional because it is my baby, but I know that you never can respond like that. So, I mean, there's so many tidbits I would give potential franchisors, that's for sure, and franchisees, but those are some big ones. I love the never respond with emotions. That has been something that I had to struggle with for a very long time. And I mean, I'll be upfront. I'm in therapy. I'm always working on myself, always trying to take care of myself, right? And as a business owner, we can beat ourselves up over and over and over again and then cause ourselves to react and bring emotions in. And so I've personally been working on how to not react and be emotional and make those decisions yeah, that happen. And so I 100% agree with that because when you're emotional and you're reacting, it's not good. <laughs> so I always say this, respond, don't react. And I'm not good at it 100% of the time. I will tell you there are times I react, oh, but sure. I am getting better about right. it. And my team is excellent. They always respond and not react. Um, when it's when you've built it and it's yours, it's way easy. It, it is. And um, yeah, I just think that's that's something that you learn and grow. And and as we have more experience and more maturity, you know that that part of our life gets easier. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your information. If somebody wants to learn more about your company, where can they find you? Uh, HawaiiFluidArts.com or just Google us. We're kind of everywhere right now, which is fun. (laughs) I love it. I love that you're everywhere. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening in on today's Brand Clarity episode with Susie Libertor. Two things. First and foremost, please, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave some positive reviews. Also, don't forget to sign up for Stop Sending Your Customers to the competition and get my insider secrets to compelling branding that converts. You can find that at branding-bridge.com. It's a free workbook for you to check out right now all of the branding techniques and strategies that I use for my paying clients.